kind of connects storytelling with something very immediate. You know, we keep ourselves alive by telling stories. The heart of any university is in its books, and the Boston College English Department is setting out to discover what books mean to its faculty and grad students in the digital age. You're on soundingsbc.com, and this is From the Bookshelf. The two novels I've published most recently are set at Boston College. Oh, really? They're called Adventures on the Heights. Yeah. Huh. There's, see the orange one right there? Yeah. That's called um, Grail Mysterium. I don't know if you can see that from yep. here. Um, it's a story about BC students. It's from their point of view, your point of view. Wow. Uh, running around discovering that the Grail is here, the Holy Grail is here at BC. Thomas Kaplan Maxfield, or TKM as he's known more or less professionally, has been teaching in the department since the 80s. Last week, we sat down to talk about authorship, adventures, and capitalism. The second one is called, um, excuse me, uh, Satanus Mysterium, and it came out last year, year before or something, and it's got a similar cover. They're subtitled Adventures on the Heights. Mm -hmm. And it's also from students' point of view, and it's a kind of murder mystery, but it's also, I thought I needed to write a book about good and evil, you know, every novelist yeah, has to, sure. right? And I thought, well, where would evil be in today's world? Well, I think evil is capitalism, and I say that as a capitalist. Um, right. Um, so I thought, okay, so we're, so let's bring evil and capitalism together at BC. Love that. So that would be the devil at BC. So what would the devil be? Oh, the dean of the business school. Okay, fine. So I was off to the races, and that's what that novel's all about. I discovered I wanted to be a writer in fifth grade. Um, I remember the first story I wrote, which was about the abominable snowman. It was really horrible. Then I wrote some pirate stories. Those are good. Um, full of all the cliches that you have to sort of put in as a young writer. But anyways, um, the, probably my all-time favorite book is actually linked to the story I'll tell, which is uh, about meeting Lawrence Durrell. So... My favorite book is The Thousand and One Nights, The Arabian Nights. And I think one of the reasons why is because it's like a labyrinth. It's stories within stories within stories, right? And um, they just kind of go on forever. Um, and they sort of interlink, but they're framed stories. So you've got the outer frame of this Prince Shariar and um, Scheherazade and... Um, <clears throat> the other thing about Scheherazade is she's telling stories really in order to save her life. Right. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and so it kind of connects storytelling with something very immediate. You know, we keep ourselves alive by telling stories. So that had been a favorite of mine probably since I was a boy. I don't remember. Um, but then when I, in about 19, late 70s, a friend of mine, uh, asked me if I had ever read this author, <clears throat> Lawrence Durrell. And um, I said, yeah, I've heard of him, but I've never read him. He went off to work, Alan, and then he came back at the end of the day with a copy of Justine, which is the first um, of the four novels in the Alexandria Quartet. Well, I started reading it, and I really fell in love with his literature. So I would always bring up his name with friends. Well, it turned out a friend of a friend said, Oh, yeah, I've been corresponding with him. So I said, well, okay, give me his address, which she did. 
I sat on for probably two years thinking that it was probably fake. And then I was reading another series of books by Durrell called The Avignon Quintet. And in the second book of the quintet, a character who is writing about an author in the first book, the character that the author is writing about and the character and the author start talking to each other as if they exist in the same level of reality. Yeah, it's it's real mind bending. But there was something I mean, lots of authors have done that before. Right. But there was something about the way it was done that made me start panicking. It was this very weird experience. I ended up writing Durrell a letter in a panic. And the letter basically said, I'm panicking and I have to come and see you. I didn't even ask. I said, I have to. So I sent the letter off to him and I thought, yeah, right. Like, first of all, some crackpot, you know, whom he's never heard of. So this is, he was living in the south of France. He's British born. And uh, I thought, yeah, he's going to throw this away. He's never going to get it. He's going to read it and say, that's nice, you know. Um, Well, I got this letter back in about, I don't know, a week or so. And the letter was crazy. It was from Darrell and it said, come, I'm waiting for you. So I went and I visited and ended up becoming uh, friends with him. It was like we would go, I mean, drink so much wine and had adventures and with bullfights and all this stuff. The other thing I learned about adventures is adventures are like 50% upsetting. Yeah. It's something nobody will ever (laughs) tell you because everybody wants to have an adventure, right? Well, this was, I would say it was easily 50% not pleasant. Sure. So it turns out, ironically, Durrell's favorite book is the... um, Thousand and One Nights, and I didn't know that. It's kind of like going into a labyrinth Mm -hmm. where you just lose your way, but you realize maybe the point is not to get out or get to the heart of it or whatever, um, but rather to just kind of enjoy the trip and sort of understand that everything is kind of interlinked. So there's this strange kind of overlap between fiction and life, Uh and that's what it felt like the whole time being with Darrell. It's really strange. Pilgrim at Tinker Creek. Annie Dillard, collection of essays. You got the Pulitzer for it, I think. It's the only book, I mean, as much as I loved Durrell and went to see him and hung out with him and all that stuff, um, as much as I love him, Annie Dillard's Pilgrim at Tinker Creek is the only book I've ever read that is so great that I've actually, by myself in a room, finished one of the chapters, put the book down and applauded out loud. It was it was just that amazing. And so, like, I think, wow. But Thoreau says this. I mean, Walden is another one but um, I that I go back to and that I teach. I mean, I think a lot of probably what you'll get from professors is what books do they teach over and over again because they love them. Um, Walden, in Walden, uh, Thoreau, uh, in a chapter on books, says, um, many of us date a new era of our lives from the reading of a book. And I think that that's the key to it, is that probably we go back to these books because they remind us of how literally powerful and literally life-changing books can actually be. From the Bookshelf is a production of the Boston College English Department. Special thanks to Thomas Kaplan Maxfield and Joe Nugent. My name's Peter. Thanks so much for listening.